Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer is a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. Amen. Can you quickly pray? <clears throat> Father, thank you for your word this morning. Your word is alive. Your word can change us. And even so this morning, Lord, let it be the same. Let your word come and change us. Let your word come and consume us. May your word bring about revelation. May your word bring about change in our lives. Even change in the way we act and we see things. In the name of Jesus. Father, I'm just a mere servant of you. But right now, oh Lord, I want to pray, Lord. Not my words, but your words. In the name of Jesus. Let's protect me right now, Father Lord, from anything which want to come and change this word from the outside. And let it be all you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Everything, Lord, that I am is yours. Everything I am is yours this morning, Father. Come and use me as your divine instrument this morning once again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, it's not easy to come and stand and preach the word of God uh, because I live my life by this motto, John 14, verse 10, where Jesus said, it is not my words, but it's his words. It's not my works, it is his works. So Jesus there was teaching us that whenever you have an opportunity to speak, on behalf of God, is not your words. Whenever you are doing something for him, it is not you that is him that's doing the work through you. Go read John 14, 10. That was Jesus' response to one of the disciples when they were asking him, show us the Father. And Jesus said to him, how can you ask me that question? I was with you all this time. So Jesus was talking like, Thomas was asking Show me the Father, then it's enough. Then Jesus asked, answered him as if Jesus was God himself that was answering. He said, it is not me, Thomas, that is using this word, speaking these words. It is the Father. The works that you have seen, I've done, all these miracle works, it wasn't me, Thomas. It was the Father himself doing it. So as this more, that's, that's how I live my life. Whenever I get opportunity to speak, <clears throat> Not me, but it's him. And this morning, please do not be angry at me at this word. When I received the word, I said, Father, this is not the right word. It's not the right word. It doesn't go well with Christmas. But when I went deeper into it and just read some more, I understand, no man, this is actually what Christmas is about. How many of us right here this morning, how many of us here are sitting here this morning and you are using the Christmas break just as a break from all the madness, just as a break from all the, the trouble and the things that you are going through in life. So this break, Christmas break as we are calling it, you are just taking it as an escape from your normal life. 
And after this break, it is back to normal. It is back to troublesome life. It is back to struggle. Because we are choosing this week or Christmas time as a pain pill, if I can say that. Just to take the pain away. You don't deal with the cause of the pain. But Christmas is just a pain pill. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, I said this and you think, I'm not going to say it here. I'm not going to say what I said there. Let me say it here. Maybe some of you are here today. Not all of you, some of you are here today. Just because you didn't have money to go away. <laughs> there was nothing else to do. So now you are coming here to church. Because you heard it says, so you're coming here. But if you had money, would you have been here today? If you had enough money, would you have been here today in the service? When you look around, you don't see the people, normal people here. You see their WhatsApp taking pics here and there, and you're wishing. I believe that... Okay. When they want to take Christmas away, the government, all of us are up in arms because they want to take our Savior's Day away. Yes, this month, even the 26th of December, no? just because the 26th, the 25th is today, no? what did we, we do? No, it's unfair, it's unfair. Because if Christmas falls on a Sunday, then the Monday is a holiday. We want that day. You want that day. You didn't want reconciliation day. What, what day tomorrow? Boxing day. What do you call it? What's the new name? The day of reconciliation. When, when they said, no, man. It is a public holiday. No, it's a public holiday. That day is our day. Day of reconciliation. You know, we are so caught up in the festivals. And, 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 the, and the big days. I will read the scripture now, né? where God is actually telling us, hey, I am tired of your days. You as believers. You want to toy toy about Christmas Day, you want to toy toy about all of these days when you claim each other. Even Easter, we are fighting for it. But we do not realize what is the what is God's purpose of the day? We miss that. We miss that completely. Because we are so caught up in these days. Listen, listen to what... Okay. When I received this word, it was in the context of where we find ourselves in as individuals and South Africans today. Let's leave the rest of the world. Let's talk about us this morning. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah 1. If you have found it, say amen. Isaiah is not a new name. It's a, a book's name in the Bible. One of the prophets. Amen. Just for those of you who never open your Bibles. Isaiah 1, let me read the word. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. 
I have nourished and brought up sons. Everyone says sons. And have made them great and exalted. But they have rebelled against me and broken away from me. I have nourished and brought up sons. And I have made them great and exalted. But they have rebelled against me and broken away from me. Let's jump to... Okay, let's read verse 3. The ox instinctively knows his owner and the donkey his master's crib. But Israel does not know or recognize me as Lord. My people do not consider or understand. I want you to see the link here. God says, I have nourished and brought up sons. In verse 3, he tells us who, who is he talking about. He's talking about Israel. His chosen nation, the chosen people. So Israel were, are referred to as the sons. Later on, we then also become God's sons. So when you read the scripture, it's talking about here, yeah, God has nourished and brought up sons. Kodwa, we have rebelled against him and broken away from him. He's speaking to us as well now. But we are sons. A sinful nation, a people loaded with iniquity, offspring of evildoers, verse 4, who deal corruptly. They have forsaken the Lord. They have despised and shown contempt and provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They have become utterly alienated. Because of your detestable disobedience, your country, South Africa, lies desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land Strangers devour it in your very presence and it is a desolate as overthrown by aliens. We're not going to mention names in church now. Strangers come and devour it in your very presence. Strangers, outsiders coming into South Africa and devour it the Bible is talking about here, right in front of your eyes. I want to make this message very personal to us and where we can relate to it. The Bible is not in isolation, an island somewhere. The Bible is trying to teach us life. If you can apply this word in your life, your life will change. Your cities are burned. Your land, strangers devour it in your very presence. That's why I was talking about we're just using this as a Christmas break. Your boss has sent you away with bonus for Christmas. After Christmas, you are going back to that evil guy, that evil auntie who treats you. So they, they just allow you to be happy for now, for those few days. You get what I'm saying to you? I want to make you angry before you leave here. <laughs> Except the Lord of hosts has left us a very small remnant of survivors. We should have been like Sodom and we should have been like Gomorrah. Let's jump. A lot of verses. Verse 5. 
verse 14. This is the word I got first. Your new moon festivals and your hypocritical appointed my soul hates. Can we say this? Will it be bad to say that God hates Christmas? You will say, mm -mm. God is talking about the festivals he introduced, him himself. He's talking about the slaughtering of the, the animals and stuff when you come and ask for forgiveness. He's talking about so many festivals he introduced himself to Israel to say, do this and this will happen. Have this festival and this will flow from it. In other words, God himself brought in the festivals. Christmas, to our surprise here, was not brought by God, by people. In fact, Christmas was never known as Christmas. It was just a big party all over the world at that particular day. It is just that through the church, they stole that day and they declared it Christmas. Don't sit here and I'm telling you now, this Christmas thing you're talking about, God hates it. He hates it. Okay? Just breathe quickly. Take it in. I know it's heavy. It was heavy to me, man. I actually cried when I wrote the scripture. Your new moon festivals, your hypocritical appointed feasts, my soul hates. They are an oppressive burden to me. I am wary of bearing them. Because Christmas now, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus. Is it about Jesus really? If you look around you right now, is it about Jesus? Is it about the birth of the King, the birth of the Savior right now? Now be honest man, don't sit here like, you do. if you also were in the shopping centers, you're also going around, you also see the news, I'm asking you, is it about God? And when you spread forth your hands in prayer, imploring help, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. I told you, this doesn't sound like a Christmas message. But praise be to God. Praise be to God. He always gives us a way out of all of this craziness. Okay, wash yourself, make yourself clean, put away the evil of your doings from my eyes, cease doing evil, learn to do right, seek justice, relieve the oppressed, correct the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. You know how tough it is nowadays, during this time, to raise money for food parcels. No amens. <laughs> we, have a, we have Thanksgiving services to raise money for the less privileged. But if I can tell you now how much money we actually are getting in during this time, not about other churches, Rak. Yeah, God is saying, I hate your festivals, man. I hate your festivals. 
He wants us to change. And he said, come, let us reason this thing out, man. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like, like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. See, God is moving from explaining us what the situation is around us right now. He's explaining us what we need to do in order to do the right thing, to seek the justice, to do righting, to relieve the oppressed, to correct the oppressor, to correct the oppressors, the politicians, to correct them. What do we do? We rather support them. Psalm 82 is my favorite scripture, Psalm in the, in, in the book of Psalms. He's saying there that, don't you know that you are kings? You are kings. But you will die like a mere man. That's how you will die. But you are a king. You are supposed to correct the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. 23, Isaiah 123. Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves. Our leaders in the church. Listen, God is talking to his sons. To his people here. He didn't talk to the world. Talking to his people. Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves bribes. You see the Bible, this verse by the way, no? Isaiah 123. Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves bribes and runs after compensation and rewards. They judge not for the fatherless, nor defend them. Neither does the cause of the widow come to them, for they delay or turn a deaf ear. He's talking to us as his sons. We are deaf. Bribes, compensation. We judge not for the fatherless. We don't defend no one. We don't worry about the widow. GBV is going on. We just turn a deaf ear as the sons. As the sons. As the sons. Isaiah 2 is continuing talking about the stuff that's going on in, in Israel. Isaiah 3, verse 4. Isaiah 3, verse 4. And I will make boys their princes, and with childness shall they rule over them with outreach instead of justice. Our leaders who are appointed over us, it's not by chance. God is saying, because you as sons are not doing the right things. I will appoint boys as princes, as leaders over you. Boys who, who are childish. Because when we are seeing, in fact, okay, if you are seeing all of these conferences of the political parties they had this year, and you saw, you saw who came up as their leaders or who is in this position, that position, you actually look and you ask, Hi, how can they put this guy here? Are these people right? 
The word of God is saying, because you, sons of God, are not responsible. God said, I will appoint these boys over you to rule over you. Why? Because you, as the sons of God, you're not behaving right. You are more concerned about these festivals of yours than me. I think this message is big, make, start to make sense now. And the people shall be oppressed, each one by another, and each one by his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly and with insolence against the old man and the lowborn against the honorable person of rank. Why do you think children are so irresponsible nowadays? It is because the sons of God are nowhere to be found. The sons of God are not in the positions where they ought to be. Because the sons of God are also part of the bribery. I want to say this, and I wanted you to be my witnesses. I will never invite a politician to the church where I'm pastoring. Never, ever. They will never come and talk from the pulpit where God has placed me. Yes, I will invite the mayor in his capacity as the mayor. Yandif, do you hear me? Don't get me wrong. The president can come and talk about the capacity of the president. Not political stuff. I will stand up from my seat and I will chase him out of the church. I'm very serious about this. Because we allow politicians to come into our churches to come and talk about their nonsense. Nah, not apa. Not apa. Okay, not rock you neck now. Please. Okay. Jerusalem is ruined and Judah is fallen because the speeds and the deeds are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory and defy his glorious presence. Ask yourself, man. It's Christmas today. Man. There are people of rock ministries around in PE today. But they just chose not to come. Maybe they're drunk somewhere. I'm not talking about Pastor Jay now, okay? Please, don't get me wrong. I'm talking about people now who are sons of God. That's what we're dealing with here. You see, God is dealing with the Israelites here and talking to them about their current situation. Let me skip this because of time. Isaiah 5 verse 13. Therefore, my people go into captivity to their enemies without knowing it. And because they have no knowledge of God and their honorable men, their glory, are vanished, and their common people are passed with thirst. Verse 6, uh, chapter 6, Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year that the king Uzziah died, in a vision, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up. And the skirts of his reign filled the most holy part of the temple. Also, I heard the voice of verse 8, Isaiah 6, 8. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then Jesus, and sorry, then said, I, here I am, I, Send me. 
I heard the voice. Remember, God was sitting, Isaiah was seeing what's happening in heaven. He heard this voice of God. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said, I, here I am. I sent me. And he said, go and tell this people, hear and continually hear but understand not. See and see continually but comprehend not with your mind. Isaiah 7. Verse 11, Isaiah 7, 11. Ask for yourself a sign, a token or proof of the Lord your God. One that will con convince you that God has spoken and will keep his word. Ask it either in the depth below or in the height above. Let, be, let it be as deep as Sheol or as hell or as high as heavens. Verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a young woman who is unmarried and a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and, and he shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. You see, God is taking his children, his sons, and he's showing them what is happening. But then he's building up to a time where he wants to come himself and change things around. Where God himself wants to take away all of these things. But God is building it up to where he himself will come. Now let's turn to Isaiah 6. How is God going to come? How did he come? How did he come and change all of this? Isaiah 9. You see, I want this Christmas to be a change in your life. It must be a turning point. It must be a decisive Christmas for each one of us this morning. Where you can say, listen here, I have lived my life like this. I have used it. I've used this Christmas period just to rest, to take a break. But then after Christmas, I'm going back to this hellhole, to the way that I'm living. But this Christmas, when you are coming out of it, you are not going back the same as you enter it. Because of Isaiah 9, what, Jesus, what God has did. For, for us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of the peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice, with righteousness from the latter time forth, even forevermore. The zeal of the host will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God will do this thing. God has done this thing. Where he sent, a child was born, but what? A son is given. A son is given. God now brought himself as the son to show us, listen here, you all are sons. And this is how you behave. Every evil thing that you see around you, you have the ability to change it. Your life can change just like that because God sent a son for us to look at where he said, fix your eyes on Jesus. Be like him. 
do like him. You will do great things as what he is doing. In fact, you yourself will do greater things than him. But it came in the form of a son. A son. You are a son. Let me close with the scripture. I'm just reading the word. Then we are going home. 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. We all know 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. We know it. Can I get an amen? I, I don't know it. In Christ, I am a new creature. In this son, I am a new creature. But there's a scripture I want to read just before that. And then I'm going to close and we can go home. Let me just get the scripture quickly. I want to read this one. 17. Let me read verse 16. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16. You see, we do not understand the gift of the son. The child was born, but the son was given. A gift, you must open that gift. And see what is the gift all about. So you can understand that this gift was meant to come and change my life. Happy Christmas, happy Christmas, all you want. But if you don't open the gift that God has given you, next Christmas you will find yourself in the same situation. You are driven and led by people which you do not want to be led by. You yourself. It's time for you to take charge of your life. Take charge of your life. God has given you the spirit of his son. The same spirit. Second Corinthians 5 verse 16. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from purely a human point of view in terms of the natural standards of value. No. Even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer. In terms of the flesh. Therefore, if any person is engrafted or in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God through Jesus Christ, reconciled us to himself, receives us into the favor, brought us into the harmony of himself. And listen to this. And gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. That by the word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Let me quickly say what I think that word means. There. Now, when I look at any one of you here. I don't look at you the way the other humans are looking at you. That scripture is saying, now when we look at one another, we are looking at one another, the new creation, the purpose that God has created you for. There's some of you sitting here, people in Utrecht understand me by now. When I look at them, when I speak to them, I don't speak about their poverty. I don't speak about the way they look, the way they are. I'm speaking to them through the eyes of God, 
Jesus. When I see you, there's a new creature in you that is begging to come out. That is begging to change your life around, to change others' life around. Look to the person quickly on your left, on your right. What do you see? You see nothing. The Bible is saying there, previously, that is how you looked at Jesus as well. Because you didn't know him. But now you know Jesus. That he is the son of God. You also know him through his works. What he did. What he said. Now the Bible is saying there. Now you are just like Jesus. He came to reconcile us to our father. But then he transferred that authority to us. Us as sons. We can change this country. We can change other people's lives. You are a son of God. God can use you. God can raise you up into a position which you never thought you can come. You. You can change your circumstances. You can change your life. You can change your family's life. Through what? Through this gift. Jesus. Our country is exactly the way Isaiah 1 is talking about. But the solution was the son. The son was a solution. Jesus was a solution. And Jesus himself changed us to become like him. I'm saying to people so many times, there will come a Christmas where I also will say, I will not be in church on Christmas Day. You will find my pictures up on the, my social medias. Pastor K is somewhere. I don't know where. Jesus, Christmas is supposed to change your life. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Change your life completely. Never to be the same again. You are a son of God. Just before you get me, you are a daughter of God. The same thing. I don't have time to go into that now, but all of us here, please, can I ask us? Let's change our own lives. Start here. Then change the person's life next to you to the grace of God change your street change the community change your neighborhood and then change the city and then change the eastern cape change the country we can do that through this message like this before but now that Christ came things change that's what Christmas is about Christmas is about bringing change in your life and people's life in Jesus name Amen Father Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for coming yourself. Emmanuel, God with us. But through your son, you did it. Making us your sons as well. We can change this country. We can change this country. I can change this country. I can change this country. I believe it with all my heart. I can change South Africa. It's one year this morning. If they can say to themselves, I can do this. Things will change, our Father. Because now, I don't look at anyone the same way as the world. But now, my Father, I can see the new creation that you have created, full of possibilities, full of change. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you are here this morning. If you want to be like Jesus, you need to come to God. And Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. If you want to see your life being changed, you need to accept Jesus in your life as your personal Savior, the one who can come and change your life. If there's anyone here this morning, you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I want to give you opportunity right now. Maybe you just came to church because it's Christmas. But today I want to give you opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. If that is you, just raise your hand where you are seated. Is there anyone? Amen. Amen. Can we stand up on our feet as we're about to leave right now? Amen. Amen. On behalf of our pastors, I want to thank you for taking all the time to come here this morning. And as we are leaving here this morning, I want you to make this confession yourself. As from this Christmas, my life will never be the same again because of Jesus. Christmas is not just a festival. It's not just a holiday. But Christmas comes to remind us to what God has given us. The opportunity our life and our circumstances can change. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you everyone here this morning. Bless us as we are leaving, my Father. May your blessings be upon all of us, O oh Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And thank you and happy birthday to Jesus. And everybody shout. Amen. I thought you were going to shout happy birthday, Jesus. But anyway, may have a good day further. Amen. Hallelujah.